The forces of good, of life and light, can never rest, never relax, because evil, darkness and death are always vying for total victory. When evil takes a break, it still gets to exist, because in order for good to be good, it cannot seek evil's extinction, else it turns into its own enemy. Stephen R. Donaldson, 1979 Three years before I was even born, storyteller extraordinaire Stephen R. Donaldson put into words the true essence of our chief problem as regards the awesome liberty and responsibility of free expression. Despite his reputation as little more than a fantasy wonk, <clears throat> he succinctly highlighted the problem at the crux of our current censorship issue online and in the traditional media. And what is the problem precisely laid bare? The problem is that there is a wide contest for who should be in control of what's allowed to be said online or on the airwaves. There are effectively three different general stances on this control. Stance one is what I would refer to as limited measures. In limited measures, what is allowed to be said or shown or expressed should be anything that does not explicitly violate the laws of the land where the speaker is when they speak. Stance 2 is called ground control, the most commonly applied standard we see in our current media space. In ground control, the owners of the online platform or uh, media's outlet of, of question get to determine what can or cannot be said or expressed in their space. And they can change or shift that whenever or however they want based on agreement of terms of service. Ground control is easily pressured by the complaints and demands of the howling mob. Stance 3 is the howling mob, or as I prefer to think of it, the cultural high church. The CHC are big fans of the popper paradox, which they've hijacked without taking the time to truly reflect upon why the philosopher it's named after himself called it a paradox. It should be renamed the popper hypocrisy. It boils down to this. Because the intolerant, we suspect, would do terrible things to the people that they are prejudiced against, we must be prejudiced against them to the point that we remove them from interaction with society. What people overlook is that, by that standard, you then become the intolerant one, and soon enough, this ideology must perforce cannibalize you. Its adherents end up becoming its victims. It's kind of like rolling over yourself with your own car. Or, I would also think of it as using a flamethrower to get rid of a daddy long legs in your house after you've painted with gasoline. What we're living with right now is kind of a blend of ground control and the CHC, with private companies commanding or controlling all of our avenues of available expression, while the CHC's swarms of feckless adherents try to pressure them into making decisions that favor them and their own church elders. Need proof? 
why not ask any black voter who voted for someone other than Joe Biden? After all, Biden claimed, because these individuals voted for Trump or a third party, that those voters, quote, ain't black. But there he sits in the Oval Office, and if anyone brings this up, because Biden is the CHC's current politico to sort of be okay with, and trust me, he wasn't their first choice, the person pointing this out is the one who gets dogpiled, not Biden. Another bit of more recent evidence is the crusade against Joe Rogan. Spotify is under all manner of avenues of pressure to censor or eliminate episodes or the show itself altogether. And why is that? Why are they so hard gunning for Joe Rogan, a guy who admits himself he's just a meathead? Why? Because the CHC and its congregation find him too often allowing things to be said that hurts their feelings. Frankly, fuck your feelings. Much of this boils down to the question, most famously modernized by Alan Moore, qui custodies des custodiettes, or translated from the French, who watches the watchman? Who gets to decide what's allowed to be said or expressed? When does a sentiment spoken become an action taken? Adherents of Stance 1, Limited Measures, tend to say no one person should be in charge, and I am largely of a mind with them here. The chief flaw in Limited Measures is that most folks who subscribe to this view don't have a good suggestion for who then should actually be in charge. It is the sad but true shortfall of libertarianism, for which I vote, Individualism is great until you recognize your society involves millions of people. At that point, then, well, you need some rules and a governing body or a guiding principle. Argue against Hobbes all you'd like. Leviathan got one thing right, and that's the fact that most people need a threat to keep their own selfishness and tyranny against others in check. Much as I respect the writer of the SubPub Substack newsletter, I am leery of their insistence that the ownership or control board of the service should promote some newsletters over others, and to base that preference on measures of who speaks more valid opinions over others. They seem to have very little faith in the intellectual rigorousness with which Substack readers approach the material on Substack. If you're willing to insult the Substack audience or your own audience, go ahead, that's not my problem. If that wasn't your intention, though, you may need to clarify, because a tone of condescension has crept into your newsletter of late, and I suspect I'm not the only one who senses it. So where do we go from here? Is this the point where someone asks, Hey, Josh, if by tolerating newsletters written by homophobes or racists or transphobes, aren't you supporting those ideas? Or is this where people realize that I don't address those topics because I view them as lethal to address in any direction? Is it possible that I want the neo-Nazi to be free to speak his stupidity op openly, so long as he doesn't take tangible action to enforce his, quote, pure world? Is it possible that my best recourse is to explain logically why that person is completely misguided, and to dialectically embarrass them? Bad ideas don't go away if you don't expose them for examination. They just fester in the dark, and their adherents grow resentful plotting revenge. Life, to quote Jeff Goldblum, uh, uh, finds a way.